Oh, paint me scared and slightly <laughs> turned on. Um, this will work. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, yeah. Hold on. That's What's sad. going on, everybody? Hey, you are back with Strange Range, episode 41. What's up, y'all? Doing the thing. Mm-hmm. 41. 41. So officially divorced and trying to get back out there. Yeah. Are we wearing the Hardy? I already uh, got my my Corvette was a repoed. Was it already? Yeah. Did they Real boot it first? Quick. Did they come and stick it? No, it was one of those that backed up really fast and like pulled it sideways. It was, it was pretty cool. Fucking A, man. It was pretty cool. I was really mad, though. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get out there. Yeah, I'm just out there, you know, wearing my Jakar Noir, yeah. really trying to get, you know, get in it. You know, everything's just so, ca- everyone's capping and it's so lit. <laughs> Bussin'. Bussin'. I, oh, yeah, God. I got nothing but. <laughs> yeah. We're sipping on some whiskey today. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jason Ailey, for hooking it up. This is 18-year Elijah Craig. Fucking delicious. It is absolutely delicious. So nice. Mm-hmm. Just, you can hear the smoothness. Did you hear how that smooth that was? I honestly heard it. It was, yeah. (laughs) Smooth stuff. Slick stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. Fucking 4th of July weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had four days off. Yep. Got a lot of shit in. How'd yours go? It was good. Lots of shooting, fishing, playing with the family, hanging out. Uh, A bunch of food. Colton ended up uh, buying a bunch of food last night, so we did fireworks at the house. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Took uh, took River to the the parade Mm -hmm. on, was that yesterday? Yeah, must have been yesterday morning. Hmm. And uh, no, it's kind of cool because I took him to the Christmas parade in Columbia Falls last year. Yeah. Or, yeah, so I mean, that was like six months ago. Mm-hmm. And he was not into it at all. And then, you know, this six months later, and he was totally all about it. So that's kind of fun down. to watch, you know. But uh, the parades are a weird place to be. It is. Um, I feel like going to a parade and bringing lawn chairs and all that is the same thing as filming fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just seems un- show up, see what you want. Everybody knows the floats they want to see. Yeah. There's like four grandmas and a really annoying aunt that want to see all of them. Mm-hmm. But it's like the, they get the blankets. Somebody's in a snuggie. Well, They're blocking the sidewalk. Like, let's call them floats. If you if you if you're not in fucking New York or L.A., you're not getting a fucking float. You're getting some dude with a pickup truck or like seven jeeps that look exactly the same that just rolled off the lot that way. Just you know hitting what I mean? everybody in the face with tootsie rolls. Yeah, <laughs> there's some aggressive kids throwing candy at that bitch, man. Fuck. <laughs> there was there was one truck. It was like a it was like a. Um, uh, cherry picker truck, you know, and fucking kids just lobbing hard candies from the bucket, yep. just hard as he can, having a great time. Dad works them way too hard. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, fuck them kids. Fuck yeah, dude. I can't even. They won't even let me eat this shit. Yeah, dude. That's a, it's a weird place for like people watching too, because it's mm-hmm. just like, where did these people come from? Yeah, you know, you don't. You only see them two times a year. It's parades and the fair. Yeah, and the thing is, I go to people watch most yeah. of the time. Like when you, I, for me at least, when I go to one of those, I go to hang out with people. Mm-hmm. Usually, walk around with beers and look at all the weirdos. Yeah, every time. Mm-hmm. And it is just a weird group of people that are just. It's like you know what you know who it is. It's the Disney adults. Yeah, yeah. It's it's somewhere between Disney adults and um, uh, eats way too many elephant ears at the at the, the fair. Oh, son of a bitch! You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They ask for more powdered sugar. Yeah, yeah. If you, I can still see some brown. If oh, you can God. cover that up, Ugh. we don't want to see no brown here. <laughs> it is Montana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it was cool. It was uh, pretty rad. It was a good weekend. Um, ended up taking uh, Janice for a little drive up to a lake up in the mountains. Uh, nice. Pretty good time. Pretty good time. We got 
rock stuck all over my tires and I'm click clacking down the fucking road. I understand that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 You still have the light problem? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. cut the fucking wires. Dude. Okay. So I tried to fix that this weekend. Okay. Yeah. I could cut the wires, but I'd like them to work again eventually. So I was going to just pull the fucking fuse, right? They're the diagrams I'm finding online and in the handbook that's physically in the Jeep. Uh huh. The fucking the fuse boxes aren't in the same place and they're not labeled. I can find one inside, uh-huh. but it doesn't have half the shit. Yeah. Like none of it makes any fucking sense. So yeah, I have too many replacement parts on mine to have any of those stickers or diagrams. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is so, uh, yeah, it's my, I, I understand that one. There's, there's one, there's a page that shows me where the fucking fuse box is supposed mm-hmm. to be and it's not physically there. <laughs> it's it's not it doesn't exist Custom. so yeah i don't fucking i don't know i'm just so i'm just driving around with my lights on so i just try not to drive at night because it's annoying it's a good time remember when we were kids and our parents convinced us you get a ticket like it was fucking illegal i got yeah. yelled at a oh lot. yeah all the time I, dude, and now i get it <laughs> now i get it my mom had a honda accord and it was a big deal because my dad convinced me that he is just like climbed up on the cross and mm. sold it he had a nice banshee I mean, it was lengthened swing arms, lowered FMF pipes all over it. Um, he like like, oh, I martyred myself and I sold my you know my quad for your mom's car. I found mm-hmm. out later that they just fucking bought it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it had the back seat you could lay forward and you expose the trunk. So I remember like coming. Uh, we had to go to Medford over this mountain pass to get any school clothes and shit. So I remember having a bed on top of the back of that seat with my feet in the trunk and then turning the light on and getting screamed at that we're gonna need a ticket. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people our generation that have that same memory. Oh, dude, <laughs> there's something very similar to it. Speaking of our generation, things that aren't around anymore. That car, you open the door and the uh, seatbelt went around the windowsill yeah. by itself, and you close the door and it seatbelt you in. Yeah, and that still doesn't because I thought that was a cool feature. Like it was yeah. weird and completely unnecessary. And I still don't know yeah. why they did it, but I always thought it was cool. But what, what was was that like an Acura? What car was that in? There was uh, a couple well, of them probably, it. but it was, it was just Hondas from so that, like, that mid-90s generation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure hers was the Honda Accord. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, because I, I feel like I remember like the Civic hatchbacks having the same mm-hmm. same thing. Yep. Well, that is a weird thing because it doesn't feel that long ago because I like vividly remember getting into cars when that was a new thing. Yeah. And then like you see the kids on TikTok, them damn kids on their TikToks. Well, oh my God, they're TikToks. You know, and they're like, wow, have you seen this shit? You know, it's like oh, fucking God. riding a dinosaur, but it just doesn't feel old. There's one guy that keeps popping up on my Instagram feed. Like, it's just reels and shit. And uh, now he's got like blonde hair that's side shaved, but short. And he wears a bandana around it and a random cut sleeve shirt. Uh, he's like trying real hard to Motley Crue. And he's like, all these songs are still bangers and no one knows about them. And it's like 89 to 95. And uh, every time I see it, it's, it's fucking horrible. And then he just did like a shout out to Creed. Good. Hey, someone needs to. Check on them. Creed are just <laughs> so <still> alive. Oh my god! <laughs> Remember that dude? Like literally, he looked Best like he, Christian rock band on the planet. Dude, uh, you know what I found out? The Killers. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we're dorks. Uh, I can't but, remember whose show that was, but I it, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. God, it might have. Uh, I think Ari Shafir was talking about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there we go. I can't remember whose show it was on, but the Jew himself. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I got a bunch done this weekend, man. I uh, got a chance to sight in my rifle, mounted a new scope. Uh, oh, while I was out there, right? So we show up, and I'm in Jason's truck. And he's got their California-approved plates. Mm. And now he's, he's a resident in Idaho now, so he's trying. I, I, he needs to get those plates switched. Mm-hmm. But like, we roll up, and uh, it's middle for, or it's uh, North Fork. 
So there's people already there. Mm. And as soon as we roll up, I can see the eyes. And it's just like, so I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go talk to him. I hop up, I'm like, how long you guys got left? They're like, ah, you can work in. I'm like, hey, we'll just wait as long as it's not long. And there's another group of people over there. Like one dude's like, you got an AR wrench? And I'm like, no, I didn't fucking bring an AR wrench. Like, so he's like trying to help him get the the, uh, muzzle brake off his rifle so he can put a suppressor on it. And I'm like, that's cool. And later on, he's like uh, shooting this Creedmoor, but it's got an M40 McMillan stock on it on a uh, Remington 700 platform in 6.5 Creedmoor. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And he picks it up for a second. I see it's got a 12-inch can on the end of it. And I'm like, oh, it's sick. I'm like, nice Creedmoor. He goes, you want to shoot it? And I'm like, hell yes. yeah. <laughs> so I was shooting steel with a uh, suppressed Creedmoor. And then later on, I'm like, get ready to get Jack out of the truck, get everything set up. And I've got his 22. And the dude comes up and he's like, hey, my son wants to shoot his 22. I fucked up. I forgot rounds. He goes, man, I'll buy like 10 off if you have any. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I had two boxes. I give him 10 rounds. Like, what do you want for it? And I'm like, none. This is 10 rounds, man. You got fun. Shoot your kid. Yeah. And he goes, well, you ever shot a suppressed 22? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, you want to? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, they shoot a couple rounds. He goes, fuck it, mag dump it. And I'm, so I'm shooting the suppressed 22. It has no suppressor side. So I'm just guessing with this big round can on the end of it. But, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I go to leave and he goes, uh, I'm like, well, you know what? Fuck it. You guys let me shoot two years. I'm like, here. Try my nine. I bust out my FN. I'm like, it's my carry gun. Check it out. They shot that. They're like, fuck, that's cool. The guy's like, here's mine. And he pulls out his 1911. I'm like, I haven't shot a 1911 in a while. Hell yeah. I go to shoot. And he goes, yeah, it's chambered in 10. I instantly stop. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, why? I'm like, because I have a 10. And I know how hard it is to get rounds. He goes, buddy, I reload. Mag dump it. So fuck like, yeah. literally just dumped a whole mag out of his 45, or his, uh, his 10 mil at 1911. So it was pretty cool. So I made friends with people. And then like, I look back and Jason sees me doing it. And he eventually goes to the other guys. And he's like, he's got them. The guys were already at the shack. They're shooting his guns and stuff. So like we made like a good rapport with everybody. And, uh, he signed in like a, a few, few rifles. And I, I, I just got my, my 700 dialed back in new, right. New scope on it. And, Fucking pinwheeling them now, man. Getting ready for hunting season. I've totally, because of that, that tendon injury, I haven't been able to shoot my bow at all. So, you know, it's funny about that shooting story. It's like, that's a, cause I, th- what, at the core of what you were trying to get at is people saw you pull up in, in California yep. plates and they were yep. like, fuck, yep. <laughs> you know, but that's, and I know that I've rallied against fucking, you know, some mm-hmm. out of staters, yeah. but I've also, one of the points I've made is that like, there's a good portion of those people that are moving up here. Because this is the lifestyle that suits them more. Yeah, like you mountain, know? You know, mountain people. Yeah. yeah. And like, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Probably less than 50%, mm-hmm. you know. But there's a, more often than not, that you, you have more in common with somebody than you ha- than you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a, it's a weird, it takes, it takes a weird, you have to have something that, that puts you on that level. It levels mm-hmm. the playing field a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay. People there's are always just fucking something, people. Yeah, there's always something yeah. in common. Yeah. Yeah. And even as small as, Giving a guy 10, 22 rounds. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm totally cool with those guys. Let them shoot my guns. We're shooting theirs. Yeah. And uh, the, there's one guy that walked at the beginning, walks by us and he goes, man, I remember when no one knew about this spot. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Because I know people who are way older than me that have uh-huh. been shooting there forever and everybody shared that spot. Yep. Um, and It was we, less common to see people of maybe. Course, yeah. But yeah, there yeah. Was, it's, that spot's been, I, I was shooting there when I was eight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it was existed 20 years before that. Exactly. And like that guy, was he was being a little shitty at first. Mm-hmm. And then like I saw that he was kind of like, he had some tactical stuff with him. And so I just started chopping it up with him. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, is that this kind of thing? And then uh, he's asking me about this. And I'm like, yeah. And I just mentioned like when I was in the military, I shot one of those rifles and I shot out this far. And and I know where he's like, yeah, my buddy was in Teth Mountain. And I'm like, so was I. Fort Brigade. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And out of nowhere, the dude won't leave the truck. 
We're just sitting there as we're waiting for the other guys to leave and having full conversations, talking about guns and stuff, and all that attitude went away. Yeah, you're, that's you're wild, right. man. We, people have way more in common than they, mm-hmm. than, they, than they don't. Everybody wants to pretend that they have a reason to like, I don't know. You, you really don't have to work very hard to try and hate something anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the norm. It's almost like that's the that's the baseline. That's the benchmark, you know? It, but it's so stupid. Like, it really kind of is stupid. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it myself. On, so am on I. I'm not even from here. But yeah. like, my, my issue with Flatlanders, you know, mm-hmm. non-mountain people. But like... It is because of social media now. It's that we have subconsciously accepted that like our quote unquote news really is just taking someone's opinion for truth mm-hmm. and not questioning. Yep. And then it becomes a mental habit. And then until you get in one of those moments, you're not going to catch yourself having these bias. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's you have to allow yourself biases by bias i by biases boctopi. I like that one. All right, <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, all right, continue. <laughs> I have no idea. I derailed my entire train of thought. I have no idea. So I've got a very <laughs> reached out short... with all eight legs and just pulled me back in. You know, adult ADHD is a bitch. It's a bitch. Uh, yeah, and then I uh, got a chance to hit the flathead. So all the the flooding we've been talking about. Um, yeah, I went fishing. Went from um, House Mystery all down to Presentine. By the way, there is not a rock on Presentine. What? Remember we used to drive out there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, you, it's all the way up to the parking lot. Yeah, I was just out there, well, on, I think, Friday. Yeah, you can kind of sort of see the shadow of the sand, the of the rock bar, like, mm-hmm. you know, fucking 30 yards out there. But, yeah, it's still pretty high. You remember still the car? If you're, if you're coming that direction, the car on the left-hand side of the, mm-hmm. the river, uh, water's way up on it. Yeah. Yeah. My boat's together. We're pretty much, I think we could probably start maybe this weekend. We might be able to get on this weekend. Uh... So, invitation, me and Tyler are going to the Bob this weekend, Saturday. Oh, yeah? Doing an overnighter. We're going to drive out in the morning, probably hike three to five miles, fishing creeks the whole time, find a, a cool spot to sit, make camp, have food. I'm probably going to bring a couple mountain houses and like a steak, mm. and then like a little bit of whiskey and like two beers for dinner, and just catch a good buzz. Um, maybe some magic will happen out in the woods. Magical. Maybe I can Some guarantee wizard? some magic will happen out in the woods. <laughs> wizards? We're gonna be fucking wizards, man. Oh man. Don't gan my dolph, bro. I'll uh I'll get back to you on that. Okay. There's a thing. Okay. okay. Nice. <laughs> uh so yeah, we're probably gonna end up doing that. Um dude, this this is how now that I'm gonna start ragging on people moving here. And no, uh just um the side effects of it. Yeah. Uh and I, we we're seeing like for one, traffic. Um, we're seeing this is half of what we're seeing right now, though, is this is just regular fucking tourist season. Yeah, it's ramped up right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tyler, he went to go buy a pack from REI. They're making him wait a week to get him his pack. That's because REI is, they think he's going to choke out like 25 school kids with that pack. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. REI is a fucking shit show. Fuck yeah, that place. it's over. It's just super expensive. Um, you're actually better off using the, uh, the IRA, the REI <laughs> app, and then having it sent there so you can get discounts. But I was like, did you go to Sportsman? He's like, well, no. And I'm like, that's probably a better option. Like, they have quite a few packs there, too. It was a tactical pack, right? And it was a waiting period. Uh, yeah, comes with guns. <laughs> um, but we're going to try to knock that out this weekend. Um, and then I want to do a Thompson Lake trip real soon. Yeah, dog. want to get the float out there. Lily was talking to the, uh, one of the dudes we were fishing with, and, he, and uh, he does Thompson River and Thompson Lake. And I was just like, yeah, I'm headhunting. I'm just trying to focus on a different fish I want to get every year. And, you know, like said a million times this year is my big brown. I want to get a big brown. And he's like, fuck, man. I'm like, what? He's like, 
we could have had one already by now. Who would have went out there? Right. Yeah. So like, it seems promising. I'm going to bring that pontoon out. Uh, if I have Jack, I'm going to try to, uh, I have a, like a rack on the back. I'm just going to sit his little ass on there. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, buddy. Yep. What do you think about dreams? Okay. <laughs> Blast off. Yeah. Uh, That's a broad question. No, I want, I want to see where you're coming from. Like okay. elaborate. Um, okay. So I guess I'm, this is a conversation I have with. Did uh, you watch Doctor Strange? Yeah, but it was like weeks ago. This, this is unconnected. Okay, that was a big part of that. Um, no, actually, I think this. I was I was just trying to come up with topics while I was at work today, mm-hmm. and like I was. River woke up with a bad dream this weekend, and uh, that just made me start thinking about like when I was his age. Um, so I guess I guess what I'm kind of getting on is like uh, not necessarily astral projection, but at least uh, lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, you got any experience with that? Yeah. Uh, I had night terrors when I was a kid. Mm-hmm, same. Um, and I remember one of the, I have like five dreams I remember from my childhood that just, you know, scarred themselves in my memory. And one was reoccurring. And I would be running around the woods. I would find uh, the base of a tower, like Rapunzel style. And I would be, I'd run into a wizard and it was instantly like seeing his eyes, like that is not a safe person. That's bad. I would run if he would chase me and I'd wake up terrified. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I remember like thinking about it during the day. It was like how many times I'm in like elementary school. Am I going to have this fucking nightmare? Mm -hmm. And then I remember I had it once for like the seventh time and wizard shows up. The woods get dark and shit scary. I'm getting ready to bolt and he hands me a piece of paper. I don't remember what was written on it, but, uh, after that, I was able to wake myself up out of every nightmare. Interesting. Okay. So that is oddly connected. To um, what lucid dreaming is being able to find reality in a dream mm-hmm. and then hold on to it and then know you're dreaming and then be able to have free will in the dream. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that is a child's mind. It's like that. some kind of a, yeah. I mean, you, and, and your mind's going to figure out a way to like it was my help anchor. you protect yourself. Yeah. 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 yeah like that was kind of the, the concept behind like the, uh, the top in uh, Inception, uh, yep, right? Yep. It was an anchor in, into like the real world mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I had a similar reoccurring dream. This was the earliest I had. Yeah, there was probably four reoccurring dreams I had throughout my childhood that lasted for years, mm-hmm. years and years. And uh, the first one was uh, <laughs> it. Was, it always started out so normal because I was. I lived in a big apartment complex at the time. I was probably four and a half years old, something like that. Okay. Yeah, four, four and a half. Um, and I remember, like, the it would just be, I would go downstairs. I don't remember why. It's, you know, this is 30 years, you know, almost 30 years ago, so, like, details are starting to fade off. But, like, mm-hmm. the core of it, I I'll always remember. I would go downstairs to the neighbor's house for some reason. Okay. And uh, maybe I was taking or something or whatever, but I knocked on the door and this like your stereotypical like Wizard of Oz witch mm-hmm. opened the door basically. I don't think she was wearing a hat, but like that kind of yeah, like fucking yeah. creepy looking hook nose bitch, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she would start to talk and then, I, and then I would just get pulled into the house. And that was kind of where it ended every time. Or, uh, there, was, there was more to it at one time. But, yeah. but anyway, fucking, you know, which bitch ate me or killed me or whatever the situation was. And I remember, um, got waking up one day and just like being stressed out and like shaking my head back and forth violently. And 
for whatever reason, I did that the next night I had that dream and I did the same thing and started shaking my head and I woke myself up. And so like I Shut knew, cause up. I knew like I could shake my head and wake myself up. And so that's how I started getting out of it. So and that as was soon your as I, like, yeah. As soon as I figured that out, I stopped having that fucking dream. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> then I had another one where, uh, it was after my parents split, but we were still living in the house that we lived in in Missoula at the time. And I come home. I wasn't coming home from school. I must've been like coming inside from playing or something like that. Cause I, I must've been like three at this time. And, uh, I would come in and we had this big sectional couch and I'd be, you know, I'd, I said something to my mom and I walked towards the kitchen to go get like a glass of water, I think. And my dad jumped out from behind the couch and that sounds like a good dream. Cause like at the time, I think that's where it came from is I missed my dad. Like, mm-hmm. cause that was right after they split, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but he was like half, what do they call the half goat people? Fawns or whatever. So like half, half goat yeah. legs, you Pan. know? Yeah, and then like uh, <laughs> I remember, I, I think he had, I think he had little horns, and uh, I remember there was this big fucking like blister thing on his shoulder, and I, I think that was just like something that made it look grosser in my mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember like I'd, I'd walk past the couch and he would he would jump out and grab me and like pull me back into the darkness, and uh, so that happened a few times, and then <laughs> eventually I, I just looked over, I'm like. Hey, what's up, dad? Because <laughs> I had the dream enough to like think you about knew it. it was coming, yeah. You know, so I just looked over. I'm like, hey, what's up, dad? And he was like, oh, you know, just wanted to come see you and come and pick me up. And I remember just like poking the thing on his shoulder, and it just deflated, and then everything was fine. And then literally the rest of that dream, rather than it ending, was huh. just me and him and my mom sitting at the table talking. Huh? Yeah, it just changed the whole. So it wasn't quite lucid dreaming. Well, I mean, I suppose it really yeah, was. Yeah, you had control, but but it it, it changed the like the trajectory of the whole situation, you know? Well, it makes me wonder if, uh, repeated dreams and situations are the only ways for lucid dreaming to happen. Um, I think it's probably the easiest way for most people to like realize it's happening or like to establish some control over it, you Mm -hmm. know? Cause like, otherwise, why would you even, why would you, try you know like there, there wouldn't be any reason for you to like try and interact with it mm-hmm. um other than like just being i'm tired of having this fucking dream you know because huh. i remember there was a scenario too where it, i was having this one night tear over and over again and i can't really remember that one now but my mom and i made like one of those fucking dorky dream catchers from the fucking craft store yep you know and it's just one of those mental things where like now you have like kind of a safety net or you know as a kid you think oh it's gonna catch it i'm good yeah but i had that dream one more time that night and then it finished whatever whatever that specific dream was and that was the last time i ever had that dream and i and actually i don't i didn't have any reoccurring night terrors after that hmm. but i think that was just my mind being like all right well we're done with that we did a thing we were proactive about it and we stopped doing it you know do you have, when you have nightmares, are there uh, reoccurring scenarios? Maybe the background is different? Those two that I just talked about specifically were the scenario and the setting were always exactly the same. Because I've had plenty of nightmares as an adult where mm-hmm. the situation is very similar. Mm-hmm. I'm always uh, running from something. Mm-hmm. Um, something kicks off that's bad and I'm running and trying to grab people yeah. to take them with me and escape. Yeah. Um, and most of the time it ends up being me the last one or me pushing people forward and getting grabbed. But I have a lot of nightmares of that. Um, usually it's very calm. 
and then something bad happens an explosion people run into a room shooting whatever it is and uh yeah it's constantly like me running for my life and then trying to find the people i want to bring with me and grabbing them and running with Mm -hmm. them that happens to me all the time although i don't dream as often anymore of course there are certain things that uh stop you from dreaming yeah but yeah, uh, I smoke entirely too much weed to, yeah. to dream much anymore. Yeah, I have not had a real dream in probably <laughs> a year at least. But uh, have you ever had night terrors? Yeah. And no, sorry, not which. Yeah, mm. uh, not night terrors. Uh, sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah, and I and it seems to me like from the most people that I've talked to that share those experiences, like mm-hmm. those kind of come hand in hand. Really, for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, and I, I really don't know what what that is. Or Being cool other as than, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Other than maybe like there is something to like knowing that you have like even like a modicum of control over what's happening in your dreams mm-hmm. that maybe lends itself to like now I have no control over my body or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, I don't know. I don't really know what that is, but I think that it also sleep paralysis is probably more prevalent in people that that have night terrors. But those two things aren't necessarily connected either. I don't know. I uh, so for all you OG fans, like we we've talked about like our own experience with quote unquote ghosts, and like mm-hmm. I'm not like a big believer in ghosts, but I've had moments where I can. Mm-hmm. At, to, to this day, I, I don't have uh, I don't have a definitive answer for what happened on certain things. Yeah, but as I go, because most of that stuff happened in the age of uh, like 16 to 18. Mm-hmm. About 16 to 18 is when I saw a bunch of shit at my mom's house, mm-hmm. and to this uh, until like a year ago, two years ago, I think. I was the only person that ever saw anything in that house. And I saw some blatantly crazy shit in that house until one of my nieces started seeing it. And uh, she went to my mom and asked her uh, if the little girl was going to come over. And they used to stay in my old room when they would come visit my mom. No, and that's girl. what I saw. Yeah. It was always that little girl. But uh, God, I, I wish do... I could remember what episode that was just Fuck. for a callback. But yeah. Uh, it was one of the early ones, mm-hmm. but but one of one of those situations, one of those uh, times that it happened, I can actually like at now I'm older clock as uh, sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. and I, uh, it's there's this weird thing, and I I'm a, a violent sleeper. I mean I, I rock, I roll, I move. I, I if you're laying next to me, like I will reach out and grab and like bear hug and pull you in when I sleep. Um, but when I it's true. Man, you don't tell anybody that shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got soft hair. Uh, anyway, so, uh, but um, the most violent reactions I usually have are when I'm very, very tired and my body gets stuck in between half sleep and sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, the violent shake and shudder. Yeah. Uh, falling asleep in class. Mm-hmm. That, that little, yeah, you know, like, so I would do mm-hmm. that a lot. But um, I remember I was in that room. And there was a huge entertainment stand. So I was, I was living at my mom's house. So it was all her stuff in there. And she had a big entertainment stand. It was like old uh, 90s style. Mm-hmm. And a little curio cabinet opening and stuff. And uh, I remember my PlayStation 2 was in there. I could see the blue light. I'm laying in bed. And I'm like, go to sleep. I've always been an insomniac. And it's like, go to fucking sleep. Close your eyes. Go to sleep. And I remember seeing that light. And then closed my eyes. And then I, I thought I was asleep. And I'm pretty sure I was stuck in between that halfway. Yeah. But I remember looking at the corner of the room and seeing something that was a dark shape, like a silhouette of a person that was kind of a, uh, you know, dead man, dead guy ale? Yeah. You remember the dead guy on it? Yeah. So they were sitting like that in the corner of the room, looked just like it. Knees tucked into the chest kind of thing. Yeah, but I could see the eyes. Yeah. And I could could only see silhouette the rest of it. 
and then it lunged from the corner of the room, landed on my chest, and then everything around me became like tornado, almost psychedelic, like everything's moving around me fast, and it was just high energy in my face, and I'm like stuck, and like I, I thought I was screaming, and I remember like waking up, and because of all the other stuff that happened, I chalked it up to that was the little girl in my room. Now looking back, that is the only instance where I couldn't see her face. And so, and then learning more and more about sleep and stuff like that, since I'm trying to be able to sleep more, uh, I'm 99.5% sure that was sleep paralysis. Yeah. And then, like, I think that uh, those weird, like, violent shocks I have when I get stuck in the middle is a version of that. I'm just not seeing something. Mm hmm. Hmm. Because I do, man, you can ask Janice about this. Like, I, I still get the, like, really, like, frequently, almost every night when I start to fall asleep, I'll do one really bad fucking jerk, yep. you know? And, like, almost fall out of bed or foot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's really bad. And then you have that weird vibrating feeling afterwards. Yeah. So that is, that is kind of interesting. And I think I've heard that that feeling kind of comes from being overly exhausted. Yeah. Um, and I had really bad insomnia problems up until the last like f- four years, probably. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Cause I, so I wonder if maybe, because there, cause there's one theory about sleep paralysis being just a, a physical situation where you're, you know, you're, you're not, you're not f- sleeping well or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Like you said, you're kind of in that halfway point. Yeah. And then the other side of the spectrum is uh, supernatural. Uh-huh. You know? Yep. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of science on the other side of that argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, 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 even though I've seen these things, I always go skeptic first. Mm-hmm. Try to prove something when it comes to that stuff. Prove it false first. And yeah. if you can't, then you got something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was, a, that was a rough one, man. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the not dreaming now thing is definitely a lot lot better than yeah, I'll having take it. fucking nightmares and shit. Uh yeah, because awesome. I'm with you. I, I, like most of the dreams that I that I've had as a as an adult have been like running from something, mm-hmm. trying to kill something that's trying to kill somebody I love. While they're trying to get away, and yeah. you're, you're making the stand. Do you ever have? I think a, it's a fatherhood s- thing too. Yeah, this was pre fatherhood. Oh, really? Because okay. a lot of times it was I was saving my sister or my mom specifically. And yeah. uh, yep. Have you ever? So I have this reoccurring. Every every time I have a gun in a dream mm-hmm. and I need to shoot something My or shoot somebody, I, the trigger doesn't work. Yep, doesn't fucking work. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do to make that happen. I'll pull it super hard; it'll break back, mm-hmm. or it won't move at all. Um, the worst is when someone's blitzing at you and you feel like you have the perfect shot. You yeah, dig, it won't break back exactly. You yet. dig your back foot in, like mm-hmm. you take your stance, and then like they're running at you, and that motherfucker will not fire. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've had that one quite a bit. Or um, or uh, punching, you have no force behind your punch. Literally, where I was going yeah. next. Uh, this is weird though. So like I said I don't dream very often. Um, that one happens to me uh, just as frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's someone who's smaller than me. That's a threat but I'm very confident that I can walk through this person. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you go to fight and you can't hit them or you hit, it does no damage. Um, and it's fucking terrifying because then they smile at you and they start walking through and you get your yeah. ass beat. Yeah. I've had that one quite a bit. Uh, what about, um, sleep? Uh, oh, what's, what's this one? Um, sleep apnea. Apnea. You know, I don't know. Really? I guess I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I know that I, like when I was younger, I snored really bad, but then I like got my tonsils out and it wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. But I suppose, yeah, there has been times where I've, I've woken up and, and Janice is freaking out. She's like, you weren't breathing. Yep. But it's not like a consistent thing that it, 
maybe I register as sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a pretty inconsistent thing where I just forget to do the thing that I'm supposed to do. So there is a weird correlation with veterans in that one. I, I was, I was a combat vet. I was only around those guys. So I don't know if that's you were, I know weird, right? <laughs> Fucking GI Joe, dude. Uh, but, um, so the, just the people I was around, uh, everyone I knew either, ha either had the mask or refused to wear it. Yeah. But everybody, all of us had it. And then, um, I remember very frequently when I was married, waking up to Kenna's 80 pound ass, like shaking me and crying her eyes out. And me being like laughing, like waking up, being like, what are you doing? And she's like, you haven't uh, taken a breath in minutes. And it happened all the time. And the scary part out is like, I'm single. I don't have someone to sleep in my bed every night. I'm like, what if I still do that shit? Cause like I've, I've tried to bolt my sleep. I remember being in the barracks when I was like 22 and waking up naked uh, halfway out my barracks door with a girl wrapped around my waist. Nice. Like literally digging feet into the concrete trying to stop me. And then me, as soon as you wake up, like, oh my God, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? They're like, you, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then like the bear hugging one was another one. I'll, 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 I'll reach out in my sleep, grab whoever's next to me and pull them in. And I've woke up just people tapping out. And it's like, I'm just hugging you. Okay. Like you're fucking choking me, dude. Be better at cuddling. I know. right? It's a game and you're losing. Yeah. Yep. There's bitches everywhere. <laughs> That's a, yeah, that's, I, I, I've never had too much of an issue with uh, sleepwalking or, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I <laughs> vivid, like the only time I can really remember sleepwalking where I actually like got up and walked somewhere else yeah. is, uh, I think I just had to piss really fucking bad because I got out of my bed. Mm -hmm. Subconscious muscle walk, memory. Yeah. Walked downstairs. There's a, there's a bathroom upstairs right next to my bedroom yeah. when I was a kid, you know? The fuck that one. Walk, yeah. Walk downstairs, <laughs> go directly to the kitchen and I, I recall looking over and seeing my stepdad and my stepbrother sitting there watching a movie. It must have been like midnight or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, like registered that. And then I was like, OK. And I think I might I might have even waved or like raised a hand up or something and then walked direct confidently as a motherfucker. Just walk directly to the garbage can and start pissing right in that motherfucker. I've never slept pissed drunk or anything. You know, I like I I never had like a bedwetting problem, but like that one specifically, like I remember because I remember Mike and, and Ryan just yelling, "No, no, no!" <laughs> Chase the bathroom, and, like, oh. and I'm just looking over. I'm like, what "The fuck's their problem?" I just kept doing my thing and just went to bed. <laughs> oh, so I don't have a sleep piss story, but I do have a funny piss story. I went the first. I saw the Raiders play twice. The first time I went uh, both times with my stepdad. They pissed uh, the bed a lot. Yeah, they yeah, just pissed in the bed. Uh, <laughs> But it was half, I think it was halftime or in between the third and fourth quarter. We went to go find a bathroom to piss. And we're going through these concrete tunnels and shit. And we find a bathroom and there's lines, there's like three lines that are still solid all the way at the door. And they're all for urinals. And so we're like in these lines trying to get forward, trying to get forward. And as soon as we get into the bathroom, we look to our right and skirting the wall is a really short line. And like I look over, my stepdad's like he's had a shit ton of beers already. He smuggled some fucking tequila in there. He's like, we're we're hopping in the fucking short line. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Like you're the only adult here, and yep. I am smaller than all these gigantic Mexicans. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like let's go. And we're in there, and then literally like we step forward, and the 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 side the people like step away from where they were pissing, and it's a rubbermaid trash can, and it was two feet deep. Ugh. Two feet deep in piss. God, hundreds of people's it. piss. I can't, I, all I kept thinking about, like afterwards, I was like, I, I remember at the time, I was like, I don't know if I could do this. This is fucked up. My stepdad's like, piss in there so we can go. And I'm like, all right. Okay. But as you're walking away, it's like somebody has to lug that thing downstairs. Oh, you know, they just kicked that thing over into the floor drain. Fucking, I would have. Mm -hmm. 
In that fucking stadium? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. That was in Oakland. Yeah, that was, yeah. In, yeah, that was in Oakland. That's a, the, the nicest stadium in football. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the reason that bitch is gone. Uh-huh. God, man. I, we, uh, so, uh, for that game, so next to Oakland is a small town called Vallejo, but it's, it's Oakland. And uh, my stepdad had gotten online, and like it was back when MapQuest was a thing and shit, but he had somehow was able to secure a hotel online. And like that, I was like, "Damn, like we're like yeah, fucking living in the future." We're living in the future, yeah. And uh, it was like at the Vallejo Motel, and I was like, "Well, fuck, that sounds fancy." Uh, it was a trap slash hooker hangout. It sounds like it. It was the <laughs> one of the ghettoest places I've ever been in my life, and it was just me and him. I'm like twelve. And we're walking up, and on the on the second story, uh, there's just hookers hanging over, yelling at us, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, he's so cute," and I'm like, all getting shy. And shit. I'm so twelve, and it is literally, a, I mean, a bunch of like middle aged hookers, and uh, we have our key, and my stepdad's like, "Listen, I know it's scary, but look, we're going to the fucking Raiders game. All we gotta do is sleep here. We'll lock the fucking door. We're good to go." We go to open the door, and there's a bloody handprint on the uh, the door frame, and there's blood all over the walls. <laughs> fucking everywhere just little splatters everywhere but a full handprint on the door frame so we went and got this guy we're like hey dude this room and he's like and it's some middle eastern guy and he's like you get what you paid for and it's like no motherfucker there's blood everywhere it's like there's not blood in the rooms and like we walk him down there and like oh dude uh had all the fucking gold rings uh-huh. all the silver bracelets and uh he had uh the horseshoe hair, but he had the bird patch in the center. Oh, yeah. And he's just fucking cock of the walk at that place. You know he's getting blowies for fucking not calling the cops. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's fucking pissed. And he brings his own key and he opens that door. And I, we point right at the blood here and all the blood in the walls. He goes, fine. And got us another room. <laughs> well, that was a nice room where he came from. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the ghettoest places I've been. That was fucking rough. And he heard gunshots all night. But yeah, it was blood on the damn walls. God, yeah, that's when you know it's good. <laughs> and it, you know they're good hookers, and that doesn't scare them off. That's a sturdy hooker. Yeah, you know. Well, like, girls got to make her money. Mm-hmm. You know. Motel Six must have been closed down. You know, I don't, I don't have to pay a deposit at this room. <laughs> She's got a residency. <laughs> oh shit! My last client shot himself in that room downstairs. They just moved me upstairs. But he <laughs> motherfucker paid me first. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, I'm trying to think, what else is going on in town? I'm trying to think, uh, 4th of July is over with, is there any uh, events coming up? I don't know, it's like Halloween. That's a ways away, dude. It's like pretty much like next week. I'm one month away from my trip, dude, I'm so fucking stoked. And I uh, got to, the guy that did my bear, I got a hold of him, got a fucking, uh, got an appointment set. It's going to be sick. So stoked. Oh, and I'm supposed to do, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, um, Jason's buddies, that jiu-jitsu black belt that uh, is an ADC, like, actual, like, oh, yeah, competes, yeah. all that. Yep. So I'm going to knock that out on Monday, and then that Tuesday I'm getting my tattoo, because I try to get it as early as I can in the week, so like, on my vacation I'm healing, mm-hmm. so that I don't have to miss as much jiu-jitsu when I get back. But Friday, I show up to class, and I'm like, I teach the kids class, my boy does good, I start the adult class, there's not that many of us, which is cool, because intimate, and I get to actually one-on-one with my coach, I get like legit uh, corrections on what I'm doing, versus having to share his time with everybody in the room, everything's going good, I'm wearing my favorite rash guard and shit, like I'm feeling fucking awesome, uh, there's a purple belt there, Dave, who's super awesome, we had like a week before, we had some really good roles, where like I was doing pretty good, I'm feeling confident, and I know he's head hunting, because he's, he's, he's a higher belt than I am, he's like, alright, that guy has pulled some slick shit, I ain't happening again, and uh, I'm getting ready to leave, so I have to go to dinner, and I look at Dave, and I'm like, you want to catch one? And he's like, fuck it, let's do it, buddy. And I'm like, all right, I'll get one roll. Then I got to go. 
and uh, instantly we, we start. We actually started see, uh, seated, and because uh, I my takedown not good enough. Uh, he, I was like, you want to you want to go standing or seated? He's like, let's go seated. And I'm like, all right, cool, thank God. And we start going at it, and out of nowhere, he instantly plows me over and gets high on my chest. Later on, he tells me, he's like, yeah, last time I noticed you go with your legs, so I'm not letting you use those fuckers. He's like, that's why when I took your chest, I put my knees in your armpits, and he's working submissions from the top, right? And I, I'm trying to, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm trying every escape I could think of, and he's just, I'm absolutely outskilling me to the nines. And uh, I reach up, and I just grab him, and I, I take the space, pull me up chest to chest, and I'm trying to think of what to do. He's grinding on me. He's going for moves. And then out of nowhere, he breaks loose and he sits up and he's covered in blood. His entire neck is soaked in blood. The front of his rash guard is all white, soaked in blood. His entire sleeve where it was on my neck was soaked in blood. And I, I, I instantly go, oh my God, I, I'm, I am good at cutting my fingernails and all that. But I'm like, I had to slit his neck or something like, like not like an artery, but I, right, I cut him like, somewhere yeah, where it's going to bleed a bunch. Superficially bleeding. Maybe lot. scalp or something. Yeah. And I'm like, Dave, Dave, you're bleeding, you're bleeding. And he's looking at everybody. He goes, oh shit, dude. And it's a lot. And then I know where he like he's looking at himself. He looks at me and goes, fuck, buddy, it's you. And I sit up. I tore my ear. Oh, no. When I brought him down and we were fighting and he was trying to work a submission with no space. That explains how much blood was there, though. Yep. And I'm like grinding my head on his chest, trying to like at least turn a shoulder, hop on a hip or something. And I think my earlobe was uh, dry. Uh-huh. And it, it, the way it looks, you can gotta see. keep those holes fucking those, buttered gotta, up, Got to butter the holes, bro. Yep. You can see the three small tears and one big one. Uh, it was purple, purple fucking tear, yep. bleeding everywhere. It took a long time. And my coach is like, buddy, you got to fucking, you got to tape those, dude. I'm like, I know. And I'm like, I'm not being a dick. I know what you're saying. And I know this. And I'm fucking doing the fashion over function things. I don't want the guy with tape on his ears. I knew better. I knew the day was going to happen. And dude, I bled for like a fucking half hour. Conda just yeah, they, because they don't want to stop. Like, no, no, ears bleed so bad, like it's superficial, completely mm-hmm. superficial. But they just yeah. bleed and bleed. Yep, same thing with the scalp. Yep, the scalp and ears. But man, I bled everywhere, and I felt I'm like apologizing to him. He's like, "No, it's not my blood, dude. It's okay. Yeah. Like you fucked yourself up. Like, yeah, and yeah. Oh, so yeah, I that is the first time in like ten years I've tore a lobe outside of a pit. Yeah, dude. Oh. So now I got to use fucking tape on my ears. Yeah, but. Shout out to Andre Feely. We're fucking homies now. Like, I'm going to start rocking the touch. Yeah. Dude, by the way, coolest nickname, Andre Feely. Tatted up dude, stretched ears. He's what he tapes his. Uh, his uh, nickname is Andre Touchy Feely. And that's the guy that, you, that ripped it? No, no. Oh, it's, okay. it's a pro fighter, but he's the only, oh, one, okay. of the, he's the only one in the UFC that tapes his ears. Noob. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a little of this fucking guy. But he's like the only guy that tapes his ears. Okay. Yeah. This is Andre Touchy Feely. And uh, I got to start taping my fucking earlobes. Yeah. Well. Shit happens, bud. I should have known Fucking better, too. Make sure that booty hole's moist next time. Oh, I know. Just going in dry. <laughs> but uh, I should have known better because I had one close call too much in the training. And I was rolling with the guy that was injured. And so, for me, it was like, okay, I have to take it slow, which means I'll probably actually learn something from this guy who's a yeah. higher belt than me. And we're going at it. And he hopped on top of me. And we went to, uh, I went to sweep him. And his entire finger went through my ear to the webbing, hit the lobe. And I grabbed his hand and held it. And I, I, I had a sore hip, but it wasn't an injury. But I grabbed it. And I, I, I def locked his wrist. And I'm like, stop, 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 stop. And he goes, fuck, did I, did I turn your hip or something? And I'm like, and I, I'm shaking. You're me right now. I, I, yeah, dude, I'm shaking. <laughs> and he finally looks down and he sees, yeah, his middle finger was all the way through my lobe to the back of my head. And I had to pull his finger out of my ear. And then like, he turns pale white. And I'm like, everything's okay. It did like, no one's hurt. But I'm like. Fuck, man. No, he was like, that's fucking gross. Oh, oh grow the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, okay, we're just going on ear tangents now. Uh, so 
when I when I got back to the deployment, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna start stretching my ears." And I was, I, was, I, mean, I, I did everything else to the fucking rules. But if I'm off post at a bar hitting on chicks, I'm gonna put my shit in. Eat my ass. Eat my ass. I don't know where that one came from, <laughs> but all right. Yeah. Okay. You can knock at the door. You can get coming in though. But uh, so uh, I remember the amount of people back then, especially in Louisiana, that just hadn't seen stretched ears. Yeah. And there was this uh, this black mom that was in there, and she was smoking, and she had the swag about her. She was like. A woman of like uh, very few words, but what she said was like, "Damn!" Every time she talked to me, and she's hitting on me, and you can tell it's somebody's mom. And now this, I was twenty two, so she's probably honest, like thirty five, thirty six. But she's hitting on me and shit. And then like she uh, points at my ear, and she's like, "What's up with that?" And she had big hoops, and I'm like, "What's up with that?" And then she stuck her finger through my ear. <laughs> and I remember that was the era. Like, and it was the era when so you, you just had, stuck your finger in your mouth. I should have. I should have. But that was the era when, you, if you had a lot of tattoos or stretched ears, people just, just helped themselves to your yeah. body. And then the worst one I ever had was uh, Marcus Salazar. Shout out to that guy. Uh, one of the best leaders I've ever had in my life. Uh, the guy that taught me the meaning of silent professional. He would not yell at you. He would not yell at you. He would fucking bark at you for a second. And then when I fucked up, especially really bad as a young private, he dropped me down, had me doing push-ups, and then like this short, skinny Mexican dude, and he would just take a knee next to you and put his mouth next to your ear and be like, you know why I'm fucking you up right now? And he would whisper in my ear. He'd never yell, but uh, had a drinking problem. Pretty bad. Now, I didn't. it took a long time for me to know him outside of work. I just knew this stern, stoic guy who taught me a lot. But we, we deployed together, went through some shit together, came back, and uh, we all got an invite to his house because he just got married to go and drink and have some beers. I showed up super late. I was nervous. I'm like, I mean, I know him now, but it's like, I don't know him like that. I'm yeah. hanging out with dudes that are higher ranked than me, which technically you're not supposed to do. And Feels I a little sh- uncomfortable, I'm sure. It, it was uncomfortable. And I go to knock on his door, and my boys answer. And I'm like, where's Sergeant Salazar at? He goes, ooh, he started early. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, just... Give him a little space. He means well. And I'm like, fuck. Uh-oh. He turns into a child when he gets really drunk. I got like a five-year-old. And uh, he's like, you want a fucking drink, pussy? And I'm like, all right, man. And he poured me a pint glass of tequila to the brim. <laughs> yeah. I go to sit down. And his lovely wife, Victoria, was awesome. And she's hand like a champ. Marcus, let's just take it down a notch. And he's just... Bleh. She lives with this. Yeah. He's, she's sober. He's blacked out completely, right? And I remember like I had the same one I'm wearing now, my steel tunnels, right? And uh, he at that point, he had kind of gotten over that. It was like, if I see Grimes outside of work and we're not in uniform, fuck it. Yeah. But he like, who the fuck is that? And pokes at my ear. And he's drooling on himself now. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't think I've ever been so drunk. I was drooling on he's, myself. He set the record every time. Oh man! But drooling on himself, and he's like, what the fuck is that? And pokes my ear, and I'm like, Ah, man, like you know what the deal is. Like, you know, if it's a big deal, I will absolutely take him out right now in your house. But this is kind of is what I'm doing. Yeah. And then he does this thing, and I wish people other could see it, but like, he looks at me, and just his eyes light up, and I see Victoria, her eyes go lit up in a different way, and she's like, Marcus, oh, and no. he looks at me, and he goes, Ah. <laughs> Uh, he's poking at my ear and he goes, ah, and he shoves his finger through my ear and pulls it out and it's got my my uh my tunnel on it. Yeah. And he goes, ah, towards his mouth, and I'm like, Don't you do like, Sal, <laughs> Sal. And Victoria's like, Marcus, no. And he goes, ah, 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 and puts it in his mouth. And that that Mexican girl hopped on his lap while he was on the couch, pried his mouth open oh. with both hands, and is digging in his molars. At this point, he's laughing so hard that it's bouncing around the back of his throat, and I can hear him choking. And she had to dig in there and yank it out, and she goes, ew, and hands it back to him. I'm like, ew, me, ew, him. What? Yeah. <laughs> 
you, you, huh? Dude. <laughs> you're, it, you're, yeah, you're the fucking nasty one in that situation. That, things that should scar you. Holy but shit. God, I remember him just going, uh, 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 and then just putting it in his mouth, dude. It was like, oh, what? Uh. <laughs> you know the fucking nosy white people that have to ask you what every little body modification means to you? Because everything uh. has to be assigned some kind of like crazy meaning. You know, it has to be really deep. Uh-huh. I used to get that about ear stretching all the yeah. time. Which I always thought was weird because it's like this is clearly jewelry. Like, do you it think, do you think I'm part of some tribe? Do you have you seen me? You're literally asking me a question in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's no deeper than it's what you see. It's the way you I know? like to make myself look. Yeah, but I used to just lean into it, and I would just like come up with the most pretentious answer I could. <laughs> you know, and so Such I remember as? I was I was uh, selling cell phones uh, at this time, and uh, this this chick comes in, and uh, she was fucking white lady with dreads not white girl not like not like little hippie fucking you know uh i go to coachella and have dreads Uh, chick it was like i you know like i'm a soccer mom and i'm trying to be a free spirit now so i've got like short dreads you know Uh what i mean uh that type and so i'm just like man there's no way like you know like i don't i don't respect i don't respect you (laughs) you know what i mean <laughs> it's so hard to say, but there are legit moments like I just that. Don't, I, just I know don't what you're doing. You. Yeah. <laughs> and so she asked me, she's like, Oh, so why do you do that? And I'm just looking at her and like, I'm pretty sure she had like, like really faded colored dreads too. Like she was blonde and had mm-hmm. like some fucking put some Kool-Aid in that shit or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Just fucking gross. She looked yeah. like she stunk <laughs> and not like patchouli, but like, like butthole. Okay. You know what I mean? Close, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> very close. Uh, and so I looked at her and I was like, yeah, the, uh, the Buddhists have this, this theory that, that stretched ears allow knowledge to pass more freely, freely through your, through your ears and into your brain. And she just looks at me just deadpan for a good, it felt like a minute, you know, it was probably like 10 seconds uh-huh. and just starts laughing in my face. She's like, I've never heard that one before. I'm like, well, all right. Yeah, you've been <laughs> you on know? it for a second though, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten that one a lot. What's this tattoo mean? What's that? They don't all mean something. Literally, it means I had a little bit of extra money that day. Fuck off. Yeah. I'm decorating myself. Yeah. I, oh, my favorite one. Me being pretentious. Uh, especially like when I was younger, like uh, I was agnostic for a long time. Like we've talked about religion before and, and I was really pushed off with religion and stuff. And so... And then when you when you make the the jump from agnostic to atheist, which I don't even count myself as atheist now, just because that isn't pretentious in its own way, yeah. it becomes its like I hate to say its own religion, but people act religious about that. Yeah, and it becomes a, oh, that's yeah, that's their the whole worst. personality yeah. is not believing. Anytime in Anytime time that shit. you make one of your ideals into your entire personality, you become the most insufferable cunt in the room. Exactly, <laughs> which I eventually caught myself in. Like it happens to all of us. But yeah, I mean, like if you have like uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was um, God. Uh, Comedian, um, Australian, uh, white guy. Oh. Oh, God, what's his name? He does that really good bit on uh, God Shows Up to a Party. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Son of a bitch. The way he described it with himself was Mm -hmm. like he was a bad atheist in the beginning. He would Mm -hmm. like, you know, he'd get drunk and and pick religion fights with people. And at one point he's like, you know, I didn't go to my friend's wedding because I had it in a church. And he's like, now in my life, like, I don't give a fuck. And I'm kind of there too. But I was the same way with, uh, with tattoos and stuff like that mm-hmm. when I was younger. I started getting tattooed like the day I turned 18. It just started. Mm-hmm. But uh, I loved, though, when you get a religious person go, you know, your body's a temple. Mm-hmm. And I would either say, uh, yeah, and I'm decorating the walls. Mm-hmm. Or uh, even churches have stained glass. Mm-hmm. 
And it, it's douche. It, it, oh, I know it's douchey, <laughs> but it, it always works. Yeah, it always works. But yeah. that was definitely younger me on that yeah. one. Yeah, I love it's. It's like that. Uh, that joke. Uh, how do you know if someone does CrossFit? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Yep. It's the same thing with atheists. A hundred percent, man. And what's funny now is uh, it's it's the same type of mindset of politics in this era we're in right now. People mm-hmm. just turning that their political stance into their whole personality. Mm. And once again, the Tinder thing. I had to put in my bio, I don't give a fuck about your religion or your politics. I'm not going to ask and I don't care. Because mm-hmm. literally there were people that were like, you, know, you hear about the whole, unless he's six foot. And I, well, it's literally like, must be vaxxed must be liberal or yeah. you'll, you'll see like the uh, only pussy boys get vexed and yeah. fucking Trump is it, yep. it's, it's you're trying to fuck people uh-huh. and that's what's what you what you yeah. think is selling the weirdest fucking thing the yeah, weirdest drives fucking me thing. nuts man because like I'm a firm believer that me and you could have Which, half those people don't even believe what they're saying it's no. just you know and it's like clout. <laughs> yeah dude it just and makes you feel better about the other people herd mentality yeah they don't want to be the one that stands out in that way and, yeah. get, and get ostracized the way the whole crowd is doing it to other people mm-hmm. regardless of what side you're on um but uh yeah that was that was yeah ugh yeah the, the, the whole fucking tinder politics thing drives me fucking nuts man. it's so funny it's so fucking funny because like kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, like you probably have more in common with exactly. that person that you're trying to, to push away from you than, than you yeah. don't. Uh, it wouldn't be a stranger episode if we didn't talk about somebody else's podcast at some point, but uh-huh. fucking uh, uh, Chris Stefano had T.T. Jerry and Tampa Tony on in the same episode Wait, which today. Which I haven't His listened. dad. Oh. His dad. Word? Yeah. Was it Patreon? No, it was on on Spotify. Oh, yeah, on, check like, it out yeah, no, it's a really good episode. But I just thought it was so funny because because you know, for those of you that don't listen to that podcast, Chrissy Chaos, TT uh, T. Jerry is a trans woman that spent most of her life in prison. Mm-hmm. And Tampa Tony with famous people, yeah, famous killers and shit. Son crazy of Sam stories, dude. Yeah. yeah, crazy fucking Tampa stories. Beast. Tampa Tony, ex mobster mm-hmm. from fucking Staten Island. Also did some time. Yep, Chris's you know? dad. Yeah, yeah, he's like 70, 76 or seventy four. Like fucking he's up hilarious. there, right? But the way he thinks TT Jerry is so fucking funny. Really, and it's it, like the, their dynamic was. I was actually expecting a much more like gruff man standoff, but he was just he was just really happy old guy. He had old guy voice, you know, but mm-hmm. that had that fucking Staten Island accent. It was just it was a it was a good episode, but it was just really funny to listen to those two communicate mm-hmm. because T.T. Jerry's like oh yeah I just wanted in my asshole you know just fucking oh just super out there about everything and Tim so Tony's like open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that shit man because like I said to my ex a lot before we ended up splitting but yeah. it was like she's like well I'm into this and you're into this because people grow apart and that's really what was happening mm-hmm. in, in a lot of that but uh, I remember being like I don't care if mm-hmm. we're into different stuff and I feel like that way with other people like we don't have to be into the same shit yeah. I like good conversation if you have uh, not even good morals if you have a good vibe that I think you mean well and you can hold a conversation mm-hmm. you'll find me in the corner of the bar talking to strangers just having long ass conversations because I don't care if you don't believe what I believe in mm-hmm. that's one conversation mm-hmm. we could have thousands mm-hmm. why does that one conversation have to happen for one yeah. and two completely kill the rest of it yeah oh hold on I gotta fight Tyler when one mullet walks into the room <laughs> sup bitch sup motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking let's wrap this up anyway. I got a piece so goddamn bad. Uh, Do you have any uh, recommendations before we uh, hop off here? Uh, Yeah, I'm reading uh, Musashi's Book of Five Rings right now. Very nice, very nice. Really good. Um, Apparently, you made your decision since last week. Yeah, I have made that decision. Uh, I I know it's a shorter read. Um, 
So I'm going with that one right now. I'm a couple hours into it because I got... Uh, I had to learn a bunch of the fact that it was written in Japanese so long ago, and it's, Japanese is still a living language, just like English is. And mm. so, uh, a lot of the translations you get are not necessarily, not that they're not accurate. The um, context has been way off. Sure. Okay. So there's a brand new one that came out, and this guy like really went back and learned the old sect of Japanese. Yeah. And then he spends like the book is only like two hours long, but this this one is five. And it breaks down a lot of the differences in words they use, what it might have actually meant. You remember that uh, um, that uh, audio book of the Eddas that we yeah, yeah. down? Was it kind of like that, where he like took a more historical approach at the language itself? Yes, okay. at the language, and I like I mean, that. Breaks down the time frames, including uh, differences in calendars, mm. and so he he like mentions corrections, and uh, it's just. For uh, a history nerd, it was a lot. Yeah. It was really good. So, But um, even just for uh, philosophy as a different way of looking at life, um, because he uses the analogy of him being a master swordsman and living and dying by the sword to break down um, life. And uh, it's just really cool the way he he compares swordsmen to carpenters and um, uh, commanders of men. You know, like he would say, like a, carp- a, car- a carpenter has to keep his tools sharp at all times. And then what happens is, is you take a shitty carpenter and give him a hard task so he can learn. And then the way that a good carpenter assigns the men who are lesser carpenters to do the hard task, because that's how you build good carpenters. And like just the uh, the the relativeness of all these different things. I think, and it's a lot of it is, is martial arts based, mm-hmm. and so I'm drawing a lot from that, but. I think everyone should give that quick book a listen and just know that there that everything is relative and it just really makes you look at things in a different way. It's, it's really good so far. Yeah, it's it's good to get that perspective from somewhere else yeah, once in a yeah. while. Especially with someone that lived, I mean, fuck, like 400 years Isn't ago. Isn't that shit crazy too that, that somebody that lived that long ago? 1600s. Which like, I guess in the grand scheme of things wasn't that long ago, but to humans is fucking mm-hmm. forever ago. Really? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But it can be every bit as like relevant to your life right now mm-hmm. as it was when he, the day that he wrote it, you know what um, I mean? That's crazy. The one is like, he, it breaks down. I mean, he even goes through all the paperwork and says that certain people say this happened at this time. Mm-hmm. And he'll cite it. These papers that are found state this time, you know, this happened at this time. But one of the dates, he was 16 in the year 1600. And it is 2022, mm-hmm. and I'm still drawing lessons from yeah. it. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's definitely my recommendation, uh, uh, Musashi's Book of Five Rings. Right on. Right on. I've uh, <laughs> been just watching a lot of stand-up lately. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I talked about it a little bit last week, but I'm just balls deep into fucking Sam Morell and uh, Mark Norman right now. Mark Norman's a beast. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's been a bunch of people that I've been watching recently, but... Uh, I'm just going to Mark Norman's uh, special out to lunch. She put out in 2020 mm-hmm. fucking incredible. Okay. I'll give it a really listen. fucking it's on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube. I think that's the only place he put that one out. Yeah. But uh really good. Um, also those two, I mentioned they had a podcast. It's yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember the name last weekend. It's called, we might be drunk. Oh, fuck really yeah. fucking good show. Oh yeah. And they have, it recently was released, but they've been working on with, with another company on putting out a whiskey. No, nice. And they've actually, they've, they've showcased it on the last few of their episodes. It's called Bodega Cat. It's a rye and huh. it's out now, apparently as of the 20th of last month. So I'm going to try and get my hand on a bottle this week. 
Nice. I uh, I am slowly collecting. Uh, I'm not keeping the whiskey, but uh, I'm collecting whiskey bottles. Yeah. I'm trying to collect a collection of whiskey, and it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, that's rough. But of <laughs> bottles like that, so um, I've got Pat Max bottle, uh, which is cool because I just talked about going to the Bob. Mm-hmm. He goes once a year, super minimalist. But he's ex Delta guy mm-hmm. uh, from the 80s and 90s. Um, he's the guy that does uh, uh oh, what's it called? Uh, man shit. Oh, not man shit. Uh. Basic dude stuff. Oh yeah, those videos. Yeah, that's Pat Mac. So, uh, but if you look at the label, uh, the back of it is literally him sitting the bob by himself. But he, he does not live in Montana. But he travels up there to that one location per year to keep himself sharp, and he goes for that's a week. Pretty cool. A week alone. That's pretty cool. So I got that one. Uh, I need to. There's a. I know I do a lot of shouts to fans, but if anybody out there knows how to get a hold of Tenth Mountain Whiskey. Uh, it's really hard to get. Um, I see every once in a while post online that some vets can get a bottle. I want to get a bottle of Tenth Mountain Whiskey. Um, I want to do, uh, um, God, what was the Trailer Park Boys one? Oh, fuck. Liquorman's Whiskey. Yeah, Liquorman's. I yep. want to get a bottle of Liquorman's. Yep. Um, there's a couple other ones. I want to get the one from... Um, did you see they just put out a uh, uh, hemp, hemp Smokes? Mm-mm. Trailer Park Boys Hemp Smokes. I can't, I, I don't, that might not be the name, but that's what, how they're marketing it. That's funny yeah. shit. Yeah. Fuck it, yeah. It, it's a CBD joint, but it looks like a filtered cigarette. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. We should absolutely have those. Definitely. By the Definitely. way, check out CBD energy drinks. Okay. Uh, Super One has them. Um, hundred. Uh, you can get them with or without caffeine, but uh, 150 milligrams of caffeine uh, and 50 milligrams of uh, CBD, and it's tea that's also carbonated, and okay. it's like seltzer water tea stuff. Mm-hmm. Takes us a little bit to get used to, but in the mornings when I'm trying to wake up but not get like super jittery, definitely nice. I've been doing really? that recently quite a bit. Mm. All right, I'll give it a shot. Especially when you work a stressful fucking job. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's been episode 41 of Strange Range. Please share this, share our whatever social pages with your friends, Mm -hmm. share the podcast, tell people to listen because we're fucking trying out here, guys. And we're fucking awesome. You know it, let other people know it. Share the wealth. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, stay strange. We'll be back next week, same time, same channel. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Woo. Nice. That was a good episode, man. Podcasting.